Welcome everybody to the mini 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 mat cast. Three minis. MMMMZ. Uh this is your source of gaming news, impressions, and questions from minimap.com.au. A sort of special next gen edition. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bradditch. Hello. And that's it. June is out. June is away, gallivanting, experiencing what it's like to leave the, the walls of metropolitan Melbourne for the first time in months. Um, and we are here, sitting beside, uh, well, I'm, I, at least I am sitting here beside my uh, my brand new, very expensive, very big uh, tower from Sony. Uh, it's our next gen podcast. We're going to talk about all of our impressions that we've had from the last few days since we recorded our last episode, which was four days ago now. Did you just wipe your arm on your PlayStation 5? Yeah, there's fingerprints on it. (laughs) I'm trying to like... (laughs) Fingerprints on the black bit. Um, Yeah, it's really showing up in the the sunshine. Uh, Before we we dive right into it, um, uh, this is Minimaps, usually bi-weekly, currently even earlier than weekly podcast, uh, where we talk about all the gaming stuff that happens. This is our next-gen version, so we're going to be talking everything Xbox Series S, I mean, Series X, oh my god, I'm just so bad at these names. Everything from Xbox Series X from uh, Jeremy's side. We've both got PS5s as well. We're going to be talking about those. Our impressions, our positive feelings, our negative feelings, our differing opinions. And uh, uh, come along for the ride. If you want to see uh, more of Jeremy's uh, hot-off-the-press Xbox Series X impressions from earlier in the week, you can find uh, this last week's episode of the full Minimap cast on podcast services on this feed anywhere around the world also on our website minimap.com.au uh if you want to support the website you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau throw us a few dollars here or there if you feel like it if you can if you are in a position to do so um we would greatly appreciate that aside from that let's let's jump right into it um so uh xboxes came out on tuesday the 10th sony games the playstation 5s came out on Thursday the 12th. It is currently Saturday the 14th of November 2020. Um, what a week. What a week. I feel like it's been a month. Uh, now, uh, how much... Let, let's start with this. How much time okay. have you put into your consoles, Jeremy? A fair bit. Honestly, more than I thought I was going to. Um, mm. I had an... I, 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 I always have Fridays off work. I got an extra day off work. Um... And I put a little bit in last night as well. Um, I basically had from the Xbox coming out until today to just play all of my consoles, um, which yep. has been great. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't have an hours. I've just been like intermittently yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. jumping in, jumping out, and boy, howdy, am I glad that these consoles are focusing on speeds and hard drive speeds and loading times because it means that is the most enjoyable time I've had playing consoles in terms of like just being able to jump in and jump out whenever I need. Um, right, you've really felt that palpable enjoyment of that tech. It's be- yeah, it's, it has been so, so useful, um, especially on the Xbox side with Quick Resume. Um, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, like these are... Maybe two of these are the the two most can switch aside. Maybe I think the switch's um, standby mode I think is maybe a little bit underrated in terms of like how good it actually is. It just hit that button and then resume wherever you were. So um, just it because it's just it's just it's just the phone basically, and it's it's great how every game can just suspend like that. 
Um, I think that aside from the Switch, these two are absolutely the most convenient consoles I've ever, I've ever owned and experienced. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I've, uh, I'm on the other end of this. I've been, uh, I've had no days off work this week and <laughs> that has resulted in me having about, uh, three and a half hours of playtime with the PS5, um, in the last couple of days, which honestly isn't bad. I've got enough here that I could talk about, um, and give impressions on games that I've been looking forward to and back backwards compatibility and the controller, which I think is what I want to talk about the most. It's the thing that's left the biggest impression on me. Um, as per the impressions that have been coming out for the last couple of weeks uh, via press and stuff like that. Um, I think... I think this generation is in a good spot, at least from what I've been playing of the PS5. I'm, I'm happy with where we're starting. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is a step up in a palpable way that makes me even more excited to think about what happens when Unreal Engine 5 comes out and when direct storage and um, fast loading capabilities are standard across all hardware that is that the uh, developers are building for, that you can then uh, start really testing the boundaries of game design and, and engineering. Um, I think we're in a good spot for it. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So, Jeremy, let's 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 start things kind of back off where we left last time. What do you yeah. what were you, what are your extended? Yeah, basically, what are you, what are your extended impressions of your Series X since we last spoke on Wednesday? So, I've now had some proper time to get into it. I only had maybe like three hours. Uh, initially um, and a lot of it was like hey this feels like the Xbox that I already owned um, I think now that I've 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 come back to it I, be, I keep going back to the console to play some games on it I think that maybe this is this is my favourite of the consoles of the two um, and I'll talk about why I think I think th- the Xbox is incredibly convenient like extraordinarily useful um, for ways that are not flashy and not ways that are like exciting for ways of like, Oh, I never thought about that. That's great. That is so good. Um, it's kind of like forward thinking, like solutions to problems you didn't know you had. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, one of the biggest things that they're talking about, um, for the Xbox series X and S also, <laughs> um, is the quick resume. Um, which basically it'll cache, I think five or six games, um, that support quick resume so that whenever you're not playing them, let's say you, you play, like I'm playing Gears of War and then I stop playing Gears of War and I stop playing Tetris Effect, I can go back to Gears of War and it'll just throw me back immediately where I was. It'll take maybe five or six seconds for it to load and then I'll be immediately in the exact same instance of where I was as if I I pick up exactly where I, um, where I left off. And that is... That is, honestly, it, it doesn't really sound that exciting until you try it and realize how useful it is. Um, it, and it's also more powerful than I uh, thought as well. So uh, on Wednesday night, yes, Wednesday night, uh, my housemate and I watched Amazing Spider-Man 2 oh. on, on, the, on the Xbox One X in 4K because um, I have that movie in 4K. Sorry, yes, the Xbox... <laughs> That's all right. The it's going to be you and me this whole podcast. <laughs> the X console, um, the, the 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 bin, um, and that movie is not great. Um, but the movie has some really good spots. 
and we watched it and we went cool and then the next day I decided I wanted to continue playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla so I put my Assassin's Creed Valhalla disc into the Xbox Series X and it quick resumed even though the disc was outside of the console um I have no idea how they do that I have literally no idea how how they do that um they've said how they do that it's safe states it's like an emulator that yeah, but I didn't realize that it would work even with me taking the disc out outside of my console. Um, well, I mean, I mean the, when like, you think it makes about sense. It, like, it, it yeah. makes sense, but that's just not a thing that I'm used to. <laughs> I take the disc out of my console, it goes, hey, why did you do that? Put me back in or stop playing. Um, yeah. Not, hey, let's just keep going. Like, let's just let's just go back to where you were. Let's just put it back in and just let it, let's just get it going again. Um, Wait, so hang on. when So you, you, you need the disc in to be able to play it, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, because the the disc is your is your license. It's your key to yeah. play it. Because all yeah. the files are on the hard drive. So was it just that as it was being inserted, it was like, all right, you've got you you've got the key. Here's the door. You're in. I, I so I put the disc in and I clicked load Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it showed up quick resume and it put me back immediately where I was. Like there was no, right. there was literally nothing. It was like it it showed me the logo and the little quick resume thing comes up to the top right and then I was just in. Um, right. Which is like, that's it was great. I was yeah, like, no, that actually it, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, it, it makes no sense at all. Like, I mean, it, it, you know, it makes sense when you think about it in like a logistical standpoint. But when you think about it in terms of like video games and the way video games are magic, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and it's it is such a like, oh my god, I that's that's incredible. Um, that and like I think just like the snappiness, the familiarity of the UI, because they've been building off this UI since the Xbox One. Like that that squares tile that they just keep iterating and re-release and like re-updating and bringing out new versions of every year or two years. Um, it it has gotten better and better. It was really rough when it first came out. Um, mm. Now it is it is it is a it is a good UI, if it, uh, albeit it's still full of a lot of advertisements. Um, but I know how to use it and it doesn't try and make it look better and function worse. Um, it is, it is very utilitarian, um, but you know how to use it. Um, and it's, 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 it's a little bit snappier on it as well. Um, and I think, they, I think there are a few things they've changed. Like they've added, they've de- added a dedicated Xbox game pass section now to the game, uh, to the That's console good. rather. Um, which is great because I browse that all the time now. I look at that, go, oh, what can I play now? So I'll start to download some new games and start to delete some old games and see how I go with all that stuff. Um, but honestly, Quick Resume plus uh, Xbox Game Pass is such a winning combo. Mm. Um, it's such a combo I didn't know how much I I would have liked it. Um, I've, I've decided now that my... So uh, my Xbox One S that I had for quite a while... Um, I think I had it since 2016. Um, I didn't really use it much. I used it for movies. I bought it because it was the cheapest 4K Blu-ray player at the time. Um, and since then, I only bought three other games for it because every other game was coming to PC um, or or PS4. I think now my Xbox One X is going to be my dedicated third-party machine. Um, right. I'm going to buy... Sorry, like, I you say Assassin's One X Creed or Series X? Sorry, Series X. I do not have an Xbox One X. If I ever say Xbox One X, I mean Xbox Series X. I don't have an Xbox One anymore. Okay. You this only have the Series Xbox, X. Yes. This new Xbox console from Microsoft 
um, yes. is is going to be my dedicated third party machine. Um, I'll buy I'll buy Cyberpunk on that, for example. Yep. Um, and my Game Pass machine. Um, I've been playing a lot of Ori in the Blind Forest. I've been playing a lot of Tetris Effect. Um, sorry, not Blind Forest, Duel of the Wisps. Um, and I've been playing uh, Destiny 2 on there. Um, all three of those games run great on it. And the Destiny patch isn't even live on the Xbox Series X yet. Like there's no there's no opti- there's no next gen optimizations on that platform just yet. Yeah. But yeah, all those games run great. Ori and the Will of the Wisps looks, looks still looks fantastic in 6K at at 120 frets. So, frets hurts. Sorry, I'm hiccuping. <laughs> I had a I had a smoothie before we started um recording and now I'm just like got like dairy hiccups. Um <laughs> Tetris effect looks incredible in HDR and um Destiny still looks good. Like it's got cross play and cross progression, um, which is like all I all I needed. It, it just means amazing, that I don't. Yeah. It just means I don't have to load it up on my PC, which like takes up a fair a fair chunk of time. Destiny is not a fast program to load, even on my like on my NVMe. Um, it, I I found it loading um, uh, faster on my um, Xbox, maybe because the networking and it's closer to the router or whatever. But um, in my case, it's been faster playing that game on the Xbox. Um, I feel like it's also more enjoyable to jump in and out on that. If I just like, oh, like I've got like a spare half an hour, I'm just going to run through like two or three strikes. Um, I'm finding it much more, I'm finding it much more enjoyable to just do it on the Xbox. Is I can just sit on the couch. It's fun on the controller. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, the Xbox Series X is a really, really great console. Um, understated, I think. Um, as a as a launch. But but like definitely a quiet achiever. Well, yeah, not even like I mean, it's it's because yeah, kind of yeah, it 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 does what it says on the box, and that's not not like it's not worth nothing, right? Like it's it's mm. a it's a really it's a really good console. Um, I it might be it might be my favorite Xbox console, and I love my 360. Wow. Um, but I think it's I think it's definitely the best one that they've made. Great, awesome. I mean, I mean that's that. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's interesting hearing you say that because I, you know, we had that conversation on Wednesday, and yeah. you kind of had that thing where you're like, oh wow, yeah, no, I unpacked it and we looked at it. It was really cool, and my housemates were here, and we turned it on, and everyone was like, oh, it's the same. Yep. <laughs> and like, I even asked a, a work colleague who I know managed to get one as well. I was like, oh, hey, how's your new Xbox? This is someone who. Who, who is in the Xbox ecosystem is the is is an Xbox person. I was like, oh hey, how's the new box? And they were like, it's fine. I'm like, oh no. And I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, oh, it's just you know, it's so familiar. Like I've had this before. Yeah. Like it's better, but I'm like, oh yeah, it's wow. It's so not exciting, but I think it's the strongest console they've had with the absolute strongest lineup that they've ever had on launch. Like three generations worth of games. Um, mm. and four-ish, right? Four? You can go back to Xbox One. Like, whichever Xbox One games were backwards compatible on the One, you can play on the Series X. Oh, okay, right. Okay, so in my mind, I'm not I'm not actually including any Xbox Series X games because they don't exist yet. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough, I see. <laughs> um, uh, three complete generations worth of games, let, let's mm. put it. Um, uh, yeah, I think that if this was anybody's first Xbox console, they would have a great time with it. Um and I think that they, I think 
uh, Microsoft have, you know, like for a long time, Phil Spencer and stuff have been talking about riding the ship, about like changing what the, the public persona, uh, perception of all of the, like of what, of what Xbox is uh, after the disastrous launch of the Xbox One initially. Um, they have written that ship. They have, they have turned that corner and they are now, uh, they have now got their best foot forward with uh, this launch of new consoles. Like, and I think, um, you know, while I never would buy it because I, I have too much of an attachment to physical media and like physical 4K Blu-rays, um, the Xbox Series S would be a fantastic addition based on the size and what it can do. Um, yeah. It being a dedicated Game Pass machine is for like, you know, a not half the price, but like a fair chunk lower um, is absolutely uh, a, a great deal. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Do you think, do you think Xbox, because this is the first time they've launched a new hardware skew. I, I not, well, not necessarily. This is the first time they've launched a new generation, even though they, they don't believe in generations, quote unquote, but whatever you yeah. do. Um, this is their first launch since the disastrous Xbox One launch in 2013. Do you think part of the reason why this Xbox series launch hits a bit different is a little sort of um quiet in its uh effectiveness is because they were trying not to take risks i think i think they looked at what the industry is now i think i think the launch of the ps4 and the launch of the xbox one there was a lot of excitement around the ps4 when it came out um they had pulled off some incredible marketing tricks um, and the conversation around what it meant to be a console. I mean, back then people were still talking about like, oh, this will be the last console generation before they become mm. PCs. Um, and while that's not true, it was, uh, while, while that's not true, it was kind of already true the generation beforehand anyway um, with the PS3 and 360. Those are already kind of PCs. They just have like a, you know, a GUI that's like, you know locked off um you know people you know the fucking u.s military used ps3s as like networking computers right God, that's um, right that was funny um i i don't think generations will disappear i think that maybe they did play it safe but i don't think they played it safe to a fault i think mm. they have done sensible iterations um on stuff like the controller on the the storage of the console is um honestly like considering how playstation were banging the drum about the new ssd seeing how comparable and honestly better in a lot of circumstances the xbox's storage is um they they could have been banging that drum um as well and either chose not to or were just like we're just talking about like uh, i mean like i said this i said this earlier in the week their now their game plan now is to say we're here when you need us as opposed to hey here's our new thing go buy it um and i think that will absolutely work in their favor um i don't think it's ever safe to launch a console um but i think (laughs) I, 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 i i think the safest thing they did was um not shut out all of the xbox one owners they already had um, yep. In terms of every Series X game will run on Xbox One for the time being. 
I don't know totally. when they're going to sunset the original Xbox One. I still can't believe they haven't. Um, it is honestly wild to me that I can buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla and it theoretically should run on the Xbox One original from 2013. Mm. I cannot imagine what that would look like. Probably probably runs like crap. I was, um, I've been watching a lot of Digital Foundry tech breakdowns these last couple of weeks and mm. they have been talking about backwards compatibility and stuff like that and they were showing performance numbers for... Um, I think it was just cause between the PS4 and the Xbox One. Do you remember the performance disparity between those original those original launch consoles? It was like, uh, I mean, on on some third party, yes, but not. I don't specifically remember just cause. Like that was just like one of them, but it was just that the the one was frequently uh, under thirty FPS at like nine hundred P resolution or lower, like. Yeah. It was. It's. It's a really rough machine. I, I absolutely agree with you. I have no idea how they're optimizing it to be able to run, mm. to be like the same game on the same disc that you can put into your Series X and have it be so incredible compared to when you put it into the One. And I, I just don't have. I have no idea what that must look like. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm feeling anyone who who owns an Xbox One. Because, like, the thing is, with our console, the UI was so slow as well. Like, just to yeah. load the console, it was just a slow machine. Um, I actually don't know anyone who owns it. I don't know anyone who uses it. And, you know, we work at a video game retailer that takes in consoles. Mm-hmm. We rarely see them. Mm-hmm. I see maybe one a month, and that's, like, being generous. And the other thing is they've got that terrible controller, too, that doesn't have the headphone input. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, they. I. I very, very rarely see them. I think those are mostly just going to like pawn shops and selling on Facebook Marketplace. Um, yeah. Uh, like that controller would be perfect for for a PC, honestly, because you usually don't run your headphones through. That's a, a really good point, actually. Um. Uh. But yeah. So uh, that was the, that was the other thing I just wanted to touch on the the new X. Well, the the updated Xbox One controller. Um. The weight of it is great. Um, the, the D-pad, so clicky, so, so, so good. Really good D-pad. Um, yep. The buttons have got some good click to them as well. The bumpers, triggers, they're all good. And the, it's the, one of the those, texture. It's one of those satellite discs, right? One of those like... Not those. quite. So it's it's a middle ground in between the standard D-pad and the satellite disc. It is a rounded um, four directional D-pad that has got... Oh, okay. Like it's got it's got room, so so you you can press on a little bit, but it's it's sort of like indented, so it doesn't. It's sort of hard to explain. Um, it, it is a middle ground in between the the Xbox Series controller, uh, sorry, the Xbox Elite controller, and the um original Xbox One controller. Um, but yeah, it's a it is it's it's the best standard Xbox One controller they make. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. I really like it. Great. Great, yeah. The, I, the and I, I think you mentioned this on the podcast last time. Yep. And that blew my mind. The by, by far one of the best features that I've heard of is the integration with the app. Whenever you oh use the God. create button, take a screenshot and lets you share it with your phone. That, that is so. It, it literally gives me a, it literally gives me a notification saying, "Hey, your screenshot's uploaded," and then will give me like a preview of the screenshot. And oh. it says like, "Do you want to share it?" And I can just tweet that photo out from the app as opposed to having to use garbage on-screen keyboards with controllers um sony please take note like i i've I've been sharing stuff on the ps5 like lately and it's like i i would love to do this from my phone it's such a good a good addition Mm. absolutely 
well, there's our Xbox sort of roundup. Shall we move on to our PS5 impressions? Absolutely. So... What was it like to set it up, Kerry? What was it like to set it up? Um, it was interesting. I, I, When I was opening this box... You know, like I'd picked up the big, like you, you bought it and you pick up the handle. It's like, oh, wow, this thing's heavy. It's big. You take it home and it's like, oh, you know, this thing's kind of big. You open it, the accessories are on the top and you have a look at it. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And it's like, oh, okay, time to take the console out. And I grasped the console in this box. I tried to pull it out and I was like, oh, oh my God, hang on. And yep. like, as I tried to yank this, like I had to put it on its side and like support it as I pulled it out. And as I took like the cardboard off, I just started laughing mm-hmm. because this thing is comically large. It, it is a joke. Like, I'm sitting here at my desk and we, I turned on my video feed to do this with Jeremy today and it's sitting in the shot of the camera. Like, it takes yeah. it was taking up a third of the of the shot and I'm like, oh my God. Um, so that, that, that was like my very first impression. Um, but yeah, it did just actually make me legitimately laugh um, when I pulled it out. But honestly, I love the design and I think it stands out really well. Um, it, it's something that Sony's really doubled down on. Like, like in all the box, there's no, there's no marketing on the box. There's no game logos or um, screenshots mm. or anything. It's just controller, console, controller, console, symbols, controller, console, words, controller, console. That's it. It's just pictures, words, and like color. Not even color, just white or black. And um, I don't know. I think the way they're they're mainstreaming, they're mainlining this. Um, this very strong design of theirs. I think if they were going to go this this really strange route, I think owning it and just having it be how it is, I think is a really strong move. Um, setting it up on the system was fine. Uh, I had done the thing where I tried to preload everything onto my PS4 that I wanted to backwards compatible play on my PS5 the next day. Um, but ps4 was updating it over wi-fi it was going to take 22 hours that was a bit of a debacle so setting up the first day i didn't get much time with it i had work earlier the next day as well um but i think what did i play first i played i played astro first and that that dual sense controller man (laughs) oh my god right it's really good so for those who don't know astro's playroom is a pack-in game that uses Astrobot, which is Sony's becoming Sony's mascot, basically. Yeah, um, I, I'm, PlayStation's I'm really, mascot. I'm really glad about it. I really like the little Astrobots. I think they're really cute and they're funny and they're uh, they're adorable. I would I would buy a little Astrobot toy. Yeah, yeah, I would, especially one that maybe like moved a little bit, like yeah, like stood or something. Yeah. Um, and so in Astro's playroom, it, it basically uh, the setting is. Like it's a dual sense showcase, so that everything you're doing uh, gives you incredible feedback through the dual sense haptic uh, triggers and the improved rumble uh, vibrations and the light bar and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's three things. It's a dual sense showcase. It's a it's a PlayStation celebration. You you find uh, collectibles for the PlayStation Eye and the Move controllers and the original PS One and stuff like that in the game, while yep. also going through. Uh, this third thing, which is a tour of the internals of the PS5. So you go to like, yep. was it a GPU? What was it? GPU jungle. GPU uh, jungle and cooling, cooling springs, springs, which is actually about the cooling of the system. Yeah. Um, um, uh, memory meadow. Yep. 
Um, yeah, storage and, something. Storage Speedway. Yes, Storage Speedway. And then it's all happened that you reach all of that from CPU Plaza, where you walk yes. across the, the bubble in the middle where the CPU like looks up at you and like polishes the glass when you leave footprints under it and stuff like that. Yeah. And, it's like, and the, the, there's like a networking area, which is the, the speedrunning section of the game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I haven't I haven't played too much time in there, but that that kind of gives you everything you need to know. But like even just from the starting screen, it just says Astro's Playroom, and it like pulses every three seconds, and you feel it in the controller. And then Astrobot runs across across the logo, and you feel that, and the two of the two of the letters are like a different texture every time it runs across. It's like mud, or it's ice, or it's grass, and every time you feel a different tactility as it runs across. Um, that bit was really neat. And the, the, there's a demo bit they do where they're like, use the triggers, use the touchpad, use the microphone, and blow on it like an original DS game, like a WarioWare. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and it's all just really neat and really cool. But I think the standout feature that it showed off for me for the controller was the um, adaptive resistance on mm. the triggers. Yep. What a mind-blowing feature where it was just like, okay, pull the pull the triggers. It was like, showing you around the controller pull the triggers i was like okay i can pull the triggers and you go to pull it and it's like oh this isn't a loosey-goosey like thing on a on a barely a spring this is like oh it's fighting against me yeah i need to pull on this thing to make it work and I, i'd heard people talk about it and i'd heard I'd, I'd seen footage of people doing it but doing it that first time was it was really kind of mind-blowing it really blew me away um, yeah it is really how did you, how did you feel to... about that I mean, like I almost identically, um, it, it is so hard to describe the feeling of having a, not a controller fight you, but a controller react to what you're doing um, mm. uh, to such a high fidelity. Um, th- there are some sections of the game where, uh, like, for example, downstairs, I, after you beat a level, um, you get coins, you can spend coins in a gacha machine. Um, and to, in, inside the gacha machine is like other PlayStation objects and relics. Um, they're called artifacts. Um, and little puzzle pieces, and you fill up the, your PlayStation gallery at the bottom of the PlayStation, basically. Um, and what uh, you do is you you go to the the gacha machine and you press the left like the the left trigger. You pull it down to um, you're pulling the lever in the gacha machine, um, like a mm. like a slot machine almost, not almost exactly. Um, and the way you do it is you you pull like say you pull like a third on the trigger it will then start to put in some resistance mm. always at the same point as well. It's not like, it's not like a timing thing. It's not like, it's not like a trick. It's it, it feels like you, when you, once you pull the trigger 30%, you then have to put in a lot more, a lot more pressure on the trigger to actually mm. pull this, like pull this lever down yep. and it feels incredible. Um, and likewise, then when your robot hand picks up the little um, prize that you've got from the machine, you then, uh, crush the prize in your hand. Uh, you crush the ball that's got that's got the prize inside of it to um, reveal the prize inside. With the um, right and again, with the, with the, with the other trigger, yes. Um, and to do that, you feel the resistance from when the glass is breaking as well, and it will rumble, and everything feels so incredibly immersive. It is it is uh, so hard to to put into words how tactile mm. this feeling is. Um, I think I think Astrobot maybe does it like uh, they the haptics are turned up to eleven in that game. They're yeah. really really showing it off. Get, normal games are not going to have it like that, um, and I think that's okay. Um, yeah. 
they they show you like the most intense version of that haptics to the point where like it like my controller is loud and making rattling noises as I am like riding zippers in in GPU jungle. Um, those things those things rattle my fucking um, triggers. You feel um, it in your brain. <laughs> oh my god! It's like I was playing at like one a.m. or whatever, and I'm like, "Shut up, shut up! You're gonna wake someone up!" Like it was like so loud. Um, also, the speaker and the controller is very, very uh, like it can put out some sound when you have it up all the way. I I turned it down to like a to about a third, um, and yeah, like that thing can put out some serious sounds. Um, but yeah, like I think Astrobot's Playroom is incredible. I I platinumed it. <laughs> Um, yep. <laughs> already uh, a day after the it came out, um, I think it's a great pack and title. Um, uh, I saw I don't remember who it was. I feel like it was Imran Khan on Twitter talking about how it almost out Nintendo's Nintendo in terms of its yeah. feeling and its and its love for for PlayStation nostalgia. Um, and while there's an argu- argument to be made about like uh, you know a, a corporate love for itself, um, yeah. I think that. Honestly, PlayStation has have earned it. Um, in a way, they have created um, four now five consoles that are so incredibly unique and well regarded and received, um, and uh, have been consistent. Like the the they have had you know stumbles, obviously, but the very rarely do you have a company be so consistent in a space like in a space like this, um, considering the many companies that have made game consoles and then left that space or are no longer as prominent like they were like Atari or Sega. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and as, uh, as well as on top of that, they, they know that the people who are playing the PlayStation 5 right now and, you know, people who are going to get it later on grew up with these consoles and they have packed in a ton of references and nostalgia trips for those people. Um, yeah throughout the entire game there's little diorama settings of astrobots recreating famous scenes from not even classic playstation exclusive games but just games that were important to playstation as in, in history um like you've mm. got resident evil and monster hunter stuff in there yeah um and they're all really cute and funny um they're really like a joy to see them all um and uh, they pack in a lot of really obscure references as well for like you know video game historian nerds like myself to go oh look it's the ducks from the playstation 3 tech demo or (laughs) it's the fucking the the playstation move pistol extension that they made um or hey look i found the psp go (laughs) um They even do the like dumb shit like adding like there's an artifact you can get from the gacha machine which is the uh gps extension for the playstation portable um <laughs> yeah right wow that's obscure that's that's yeah. deep down it, it is and, and it's it, it's great um like they have every model of playstation in there like the, every slim and pro and and everything in between um it's a really lovely lovely little celebration for themselves which i think they have desert they deserve um and I, I won't spoil what what the what the final encounter is but it's if you like playstation stuff you will really like it um so yeah, I, I I would definitely recommend everybody who um, has a PlayStation Five or will be getting it in the future to definitely I, I think make it the first game you play. Um, 
you don't necessarily have to finish it, but I think you should, if you do want, if you did enjoy it and want to finish it, you should try and finish it within the first like period of you playing that because it, it sets up what I think the console, um, what, what they're trying to achieve with the console. Totally. I think something else that it really achieves and addresses pretty directly as well is that like, oh, there's no, uh, there's no kid-friendly games on the PlayStation or Xbox, mm. you know what I mean? This gives you one of the most accessible family-friendly, enjoyable, light-hearted experiences as yeah. soon as you light off the box. Yep. Like, it's packed into the console. Like, that is very, very rare nowadays to have a game come mm. with the console. Um, Absolutely. Like, I, I, I remember saying in Discord earlier the other day that I, I, haven't had, I haven't had this much fun playing a 3D platformer since Mario Odyssey. Um, mm. And it gave me the same feeling of joy, like, from beginning to end of, like, this is just fun and silly and I'm laughing and it's bright and colourful and it looks great and it feels really fun. Mm. I think if I had one gripe, and I said this in our conversation on Discord the other day as well, is just that I want Astrobot to have a non-destructive interacting verb. Like, Astrobot's uh, running uh, yeah. around and and there's and there's these recreations of Astrobots, like, there's an Astrobot filming... And then one of them's uh, doing like a concrete genie thing and painting the the symbols and they're flying off the walls. And it's like, mm. oh, wow, that's cool. I want to interact with these people. I don't just want to like be here. I want to like wave at them. I want them to wave at me or something like that. But the only action you can do as Astrobot is jump and punch. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to punch these little cuties. And they all, and it's all fine. Like you punch them and the camera guy like throws this camera up into the air and catches it and then it resumes filming yeah. all within the space of like less than a second. It's all very, you know. But I just like, oh, I just want to, I just want to do something as cute and wholesome as what they're doing. But my Astrobot only knows how to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> you want the, you want the, the Spider-Man punching a civilian, actually make some high five and wave and finger guns and all that stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I want when you're just walking down the street. Yeah. And you press the attack button. That's exactly right. Um, uh, oh, but yeah. What a lovely or, experience. Either that or you want to have, you want to give them a PlayStation Move controller <laughs> and you want to point at them. <laughs> Point. I want to high five them and get adaptive yeah. trigger resistance on the on the on the clap. <laughs> uh, um, the next thing I only played Astro for about twenty minutes. Um, you know, I didn't have much time that first night, and so then I I threw Spider Man, Miles Morales into the system, and uh, and I accidentally spoiled it for Carrie about <laughs> five minutes before we started recording. Yeah, you totally did. That was that oh, was pretty funny. God damn um, it. I had no intention of that happening. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I, it's interesting. Like, that happened. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, it didn't hit me too hard because, like, I'm, I'm still not too far into the game. But it, it's a very light spoiler. It's a very, very light spoiler. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, no, I was playing the game. What, 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 has, what has struck me most about Spider-Man? I guess I just love being in that world again. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. I really enjoyed the opening mission. Like, it's cool. If you've seen any of um, Game Informer's uh, preview coverage, like, you see a lot of the intro mission in their cutscenes and stuff like that, which is basically you, Miles, um, working with Peter, both as Spider-Man, as Spider-Men, like, escorting a prison convoy and it goes wrong and stuff like that. And it's just so cool to see them interacting with each other, to hear the Spider-Man that you played as for... 20 30 40 50 60 hours depending on how many times you played it <laughs> um you know doing all the quips and stuff like that that you would be hearing as as spider-man but instead it's like you're observing it and miles is picking it up and he's getting he's getting funny but he's also entirely overwhelmed and 
he's mm. taking out like the the prison inmates while Spider-Man's taking on the actual supervillain. Um, I think they set it up really nicely, but um, I think this game excels in being more of what the first game was. I don't think it's a reinvention of anything really in much yeah. much of a regard. And they're not they're not pretending it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just very much um, more of the same, which for me is perfect. Um, the best, the I think the biggest differentiators in a moment-to-moment sense are the animation. So Miles animates very differently to the original Spider-Man in yep. that he's much looser. You see it every time he swings and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's, he's flailing his arms and he's spinning. You know, that it's you, you see it in Spider-Verse as well. They really um, keyed into that, that looser, newer Spider-Man vibe, which I think is so fun to just see yep. just in every everything that he does in combat as well um you know when you do a stealth takedown and he like smashes someone's head into the bar and then he like has to catch himself as he catches them with the web um yeah no i think that the the music which is i don't it's not quite as soaring and majestic as the original game um but it is very miles you know there's a there's a beat to it every time it, it kicks in and it's it's a bit more um Hip hop and R and B, rather than just soaring, grandiose mm. orchestral soundtrack. A um, lot, lot of hi hats, a lot of snares. Exactly. Uh, and the graphics. Oh my mm. god! It's worth mentioning. I'm only on a 1080p monitor, so I don't get the whole 4K experience. But it doesn't matter. Ooh, it's good. <laughs> Ooh, it's good. <laughs> so, how, so there's the two modes. There's the there's the performance 60 FPS mode, which yep. is an incredible difference and then there's the yep. uh the fidelity 30 fps 4k ray tracing mode um i think they both have ray tracing but the four, the fidelity mode has 4k reflections ray tracing yeah, it, it's noticeable yeah so what have what have you played with the most and what have you preferred i i i once you once i started at 60 i can't go back to 30 it's it's yeah. just too hard um what i did was the the part in the trailer where he walks around um uh, like a, uh, I don't remember. It was like some little festival. Um, like a street like the, market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, so it's it's a what it is it, is it's a rally. Um, it's a rally for uh, Miles's mother. Um, because she's like a, a a politician. Um, and you're walking around this area. Um, and it, it's like a slower paced moment. You're Miles at the moment. You're not you're not dressed up in in Spider Man's garb. Um, and you're just walking and talking to, I don't remember who you're with, but you're walking and talking with someone. Um, uh, in that moment for me, I, that was, the, that was the moment I actually, I, I swapped it to the 30 FPS one, um, to, to the fidelity mode to see what it looked like in 4k with the ray tracing. And it looked stunning. Um, mm. the, the, the snowflakes yep. that are floating down are so fine and they are so high in definition. Um, it was, it was like shocking. Um, Miles's coat and his hair look incredible. Oh my God. Um, and it, it, it just looks great. And then the moment combat started, I swapped it back to 60. Um, <laughs> just because like the, just the motion, like it's just, it just feels so good at sixty. You don't, you don't lose any of the. You just, you just like it. It just feels so fluid. It just feels so smooth. Um, I, I can't, I can't play a game like that, which is so fast and so fluid and about movement in thirty frames a second when sixty is an option. Yeah, um, I'm I excited have gone to back and play remastered. Sorry, yet yeah, go. On. 
I was just gonna say I'm excited to play Remastered at some point when I download it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, because it's that's got very similar graphics overhaul. Mm. What about I, you? Uh, I've gone back and forth um, more than I thought, and I think part of that is because I don't have that 4K display, right? I'm not getting the full effect. Um, but I think as soon as you turn it on to performance and you see like just turning the camera in 60 frames a second, I was I like I gasped. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh no like it's it's so drastically different like it's night and day and 30 fps is gorgeous and and seeing the reflections in the buildings of miles against it and the cars like the real-time reflections of all the civilians and the and everything that's there that that's really impressive but man that performance mode is slick god yeah. it's impressive yeah because it, it, the thing is because you're, you're going so fast a lot of the time everything looks incredible like i can't discern the difference when everything's moving mm. it's only when i'm yeah. like a really like pixel counting you know yeah like if i were to um you know take a, a screenshot of something that i would i was up to the fidelity mode just to get like a really good screenshot um but yeah i like it just like it, the game's about moving like this it's about swinging mm-hmm. you just you just need that that extra 30 frames per second to make it just that that much smoother i agree and it helps as well that it loads so fast every time you swap oh yeah like, like it's I remember, like, like I was three seconds it. yeah i was looking at it i was like oh i gotta restart my i gotta restart the game oh i don't really want to do that and then i was like yeah fuck it i'll just do it and it like loaded up miles and now i'm back <laughs> Yep, yep, and you're like, like on it, the same block. You might not be on the yep. same corner of the same block, but you're basically exactly where you were. God, it's yep. impressive. And like, unless you're in the middle of a fight, um, it'll save your mission progress as well. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Spider Man's a, a big success. You you were saying you were a little let down by it, I think, Jeremy. I think at the beginning I was. I think I think the game doesn't start very strong. I think it it does. It has to set the scene relatively quickly. Um, and some of that feels like a little bit rushed and a little bit like, well, I don't really know what's going on here. Um, uh, I've gotten, I have turned the corner on that. I think I've, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm now getting to the two meat and meat and potatoes of story. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I'm, I'm really liking the direction that they're, they're doing a lot of things very differently, which I'm really appreciating. Um, a lot of things are very, very, uh, interesting, um, with their choices. Uh, because with it, they'll they'll lay the foundation of like what you'd expect, and then they'll they'll do what the first game did, which is they'll like they'll just change a little bit of it. Um, yeah. Uh, in a way that I I am really appreci- appreciating as a as a big uh, Marvel comics and Spider Man fan. Um, I said at the beginning of the podcast, I watched Amazing Spider Man two. Um, the reason I did that is because now my housemate and I have watched every Spider Man movie. Um, over the past like three weeks. Um, some of those movies are bad. Um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I think, I think, I think some of the animations in like outside of combat, I think, are a little, little bit weird. Um, I think they are a little bit muppety in terms of like uh, they'll overmove a lot, and there won't be a lot of like sitting and listening. They'll just sort of be like moving and talking, and when someone else is talking, someone will be, like they'll be moving and reacting in a really over the top way. Um, it's not really a big deal. Like it, it doesn't take me out at all. I just look at it and go, ah, well, that could have been a bit cleaner. Um, mm. But like, you know, complain about animations in a cutscene 
when like the rest of the game is great. Like the game feels great. It looks really good. Um, I love the venom powers, the electricity yeah. powers. I'm I'm getting used to like doing those naturally in combat as like combos, um, mm-hmm. and they fit so well. They I really am, do. I'm really hanging out to get that Spider Verse suit. I'm level ten. It's a level thirteen suit. Um, I want it real bad. I really mm-hmm. want to see that fucking Spider Verse suit. Um, I really like Miles's um, suit as well. Not the one that Peter gives him at the beginning because it looks like shit. Um, yeah, it really does. Like, like intentionally, like it looks like a daggy suit, like a hand-me-down. Um, but the the one that Miles gets, like like his original suit, looks mm. fucking good um, and fits with that tone. Like I remember when I first saw the Spider-Man PS4 suit with the white um, spider oh. on the front. I wasn't I wasn't too sure at the beginning. Um, but it really won me over. Mm. Um, this one, it didn't even have to win me over. I was just like, hey, yep, I'm in. This looks great. And you have carved out your interpretation of these characters admirably. Um, and so you can, like, you get this. Like, you understand how to do this well. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, am, I am liking it quite a lot. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Um- the other thing I did is I load up a bunch of backwards compatibility games. Guess what I threw in, Jeremy? Guess what I played? Guess what I did to really run this machine through its paces? Guess. Mac. Don't have Mac. Mac 2. Don't have that either. Death Stranding. I don't have that either. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix. I deleted that from my PS4 to make room for other things. Shenmue 3. <laughs> I put in Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. Why? <laughs> Kerry, why? That's not the first thing the I did. Fuck? I did actually do that, though, and I did bring that up to, to talk about it because it, it, it like that game must have got a patch or something. It looks great. I mean, no, it's the same game from when they released. <laughs> no, it, it actually runs way better than it did on my PS4 on the PS5. So I'm, I'm looking run forward to playing the, the rest of that. Pardon? Did it run poorly on the PS4? No, it ran like it did on PS3, except in 1080. It's like did smoother frame did, rate did, and, and UI on on, uh, on PS5. I think it got a PS4 Pro update. I think that's what happened. Oh, okay. That that would have been a right. Okay, so uh, I I will talk about it. if you want to talk about Assassin's Creed, I can talk about the PS4 Pro stuff after. Yeah. Okay. Sure. No worries. Um. So yeah, like that is one of the games I put in. I I put it in as a joke, and I wasn't expecting to actually be impressed by it. But the texture quality was better. The uh frame rate was better. The UI was better. And like it's it's cool that I get to play some of these favorite PS3 games of mine through the PS4 version, playing better on the PS5. I think that's really that's really fun. So I did just want to throw that in there as a funny. But what I did actually put in that had received PS5 updates to be optimized for um, PS5 running in backwards compatibility mode was Ghost of Tsushima. Right. That game is outstanding on the PS5. It is just absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. And I tried the performance, like, better quality or better performance mode i don't think it dropped below 60 in either right and maybe that's just because i'm running 1080p but oh my 
god, right. that game is jaw dropping on your PS5. Like, if have you tried it, Jeremy? No, I've I haven't tried any backwards compatibility actually. I strongly recommend you try Ghost of Tsushima. So what what we're gonna do? Because my housemate and I were playing Uncharted Four. Um, oh, I want to do that too. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to finish that game on the PS5 now because we were like, I don't know, maybe a third of the way through um, when the console came out. So we're probably going to finish it on the PS5. That's going to look mighty nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I want to try that out at some point. It's not on my immediate list because I played through it pretty recently, but I want to see it. Because that I still maintain Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy by extension. One of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. And that game's yep. nearly five years old at this point. Yeah, it it still looks great now. Like honestly, like playing it like last week on the PS4, like uh, my husband and I would look would look at the TV, like wow, this game still looks fucking incredible. Um, it really it, does. It just it just like it just really really looks great. Um, so the the PS4 backwards compatibility stuff, a lot of it comes from PS4 Pro stuff. Um, yes. Because a lot of PS4 Pro games received uncapped frame rate patches on play on ps4 pro yeah that means that on ps5 those frame rates are still uncapped yeah which means that they can run mighty mighty clean mm-hmm. um what this means for me mm-hmm. what this means for me and this is actually going against exactly what i just said um the last guardian has an uncapped frame rate when it's unpatched they patched in a frame rate cap because um, the because the frame pressing wasn't great when it first came out, so that what they did is they patched in a thirty frames a second um, mode on on the on the on the PS4. Mm-hmm. But I have the disc, yeah, so I can play the uncapped frame rate mode. If you don't update it, if I don't update it, which I just won't update it. Um, every time I every time I play the game, I have to reinstall it. Um, but I can just not update the game. <laughs> um, and I can finally play the Last Guardian sixty frames per second. Um. That's very exciting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Very, very exciting for me um, to play that finally. Um, Digital Foundry have been doing a very similar thing with Assassin's Creed Unity because that very, very mm, quickly received a 30 per second cap, yes. but through a patch and on the yes. disc it is uncapped. Yes. And apparently that game runs like just as it was actually meant to, you know, five years ago on the new system. I might try and track down a copy of that game actually on PS4. Um I mean, yeah, you'll probably be able to find one, but if you can't, oh, I've got sure. one you can borrow. Right, okay. Yeah, because I, like, I do honestly want to go back, because I remember looking at like the world of that game and going, wow, this looks great. And then like that game received a hammering at launch. Um, yeah, not exactly undeservedly, but like because it was a graphical mess. Um, but yeah, I, I would very much like to, to give, give that game a, a red-hot go at some point. Um, it's, it's worth it, honestly. It's worth it. Um, so yeah, backwards compatibility is a very strong, strong showing on the PS5. It's not as um, ubiquitous and like unimpeachable as it is on Xbox. Like Xbox's uh, showing is so just unanimous yeah. across the board. Like it's it's untouchable. It's just so good. Yeah. But um, what PS5 has is more than good enough to be a stiff competition for what Xbox is offering as well. Mm. I hope I hope more games go back and add compatibility patches for the PS5. Um, mm. I, I think uh, it would be a really great 
like show of like support like like you know the show of support for consoles but i mean like just like just to even if it's just, like, just little things like just like just turn off the frame rate cap for example like if you're running on ps5 uncapped frame rate um obviously not every game will be able to do that because some physics are tied to frame rates but um for games that are like running 30 or have like an inconsistent like 30 to 60 like say they run at like 46 um just allow it to just run run free Mm. um apparently assassin's creed syndicate doesn't run on the ps5 well at all yeah yeah so ubisoft said it wasn't compatible and then they pulled that article but yeah there's something about the way that game is built that means it doesn't function well with the backwards compatibility hmm that's a shame it is a shame i wonder why that must be some because every other Assassin's Creed seems to run okay. Like it must be something very specific to that one that makes it like just trip somewhere. Totally. And it's interesting too, because there were only two games built on that engine, which was Unity and Syndicate. And they came out a year apart and Unity runs flawlessly on the PS5. Right. Um, yeah. By all accounts. But yeah, Syndicate just... Maybe it's because they had uh, twins in there and changeable characters. It just didn't work it. They were like, excuse me, this is to make a design decision, please. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> the sign decision. Um, did you want to talk no about... Canes. Um, pardon? <laughs> no canes. No canes? <laughs> How will we know it's London if there aren't canes? <laughs> no canes. Um, uh, yeah, did you want to talk much more on uh, the other things you've got here on your list? Yeah, so I was, I've been playing um, Sackboy's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um that game's adorable. Um, it's it's really it's really funny and cute. Um, uh, this feels like Sony's proper attempt to try and make Sackboy the mascot they've always wanted it to be. Um, right. Little Big Planet has done well. Um, Little Big Planet three, not 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 so much. Um, one and two did quite well, and then Meeting Molecule went off and decided to create a universe in dreams. Um, I think uh, this game, w- it, this game is like the kids' game at launch, um, mm. and I think that that has a place. Um, this doesn't feel like a a quote unquote launch game. Um, if this game came out after launch, I would like uh, a lot of launch games have got like a stigma of being rushed or of being like underbaked or just like a little bit like we made this to bring out some features for the console to sell the console. Yeah. Um, and we brought this out so you would buy games when the console launches because now you want to justify your purchase. Um, this game doesn't feel like a launch game. This game feels like it's charming and it's got its own personality enough that um, this could have been like a mid-generation game. Um, and it's uh, multiplayer. It's not like a showcase. It's like... Yeah, no, I mean, like, they do, like, they do showcase things, but it's not like a in-your-face, like, dual sense compatible or whatever. Like, it's just a fun little 3d platformer in the vein of super mario land or world which one is the wii u one uh uh super mario 3d world through super mario 3d world it's like that um the perspective and puzzle and platforming wise it's it's essentially that but your your little little sack people um sack folk i think is what they call them sack folk Um, yeah um sack boy is now a character as opposed to the generic all all of them are sack boy um, right. which I thought was interesting. Um, uh, yeah, I think this this is not a Little Big Planet game. Do not go in expecting a Little Big Planet game. Um, as far as I can tell, you don't create levels. You don't 
Uh, you do not play, create, and share. You simply play. Um, yeah. And I suppose share, because there's a button on the controller that does that. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's, 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 really, it's, it's really quite sweet. Um, I, I'm looking forward to playing that game with one of my housemates at some point, um, because it's got multiplayer. Um, yeah. It, did you get a second really... controller? I did. Yeah, cool. Um, battery life on those controls is pretty good, hey? Um, it is pretty good, especially considering like how much like energy must be going into the, the haptics. Uh, like those things, <laughs> those things charge really fast. Um, yeah, it's a, it is, it is a good composite game. If, you know, uh, any, any kid that wants a PlayStation 5 game to play, I would be recommending that if they are under the age of 13, mm. um, or maybe even like 11 or 10, um, cause miles is probably pretty accessible. I mean, I mean that kind of game. They they probably want you to skew even younger with it, though, right? Like six. Oh yeah, no, like that game could be totally appropriate for for kids that age. Yeah, uh, if they're not too busy playing Fortnite. Um, <laughs> with ray tracing. So, yeah, with ray tracing. Oh my god, that's right. They're doing that, aren't they? Yeah, I think they've done it. I think it's I think it's happening. Is it in? Is it I live? Think so. Huh. Do you remember when they announced that by having a big thirty eighty inside of the world that you could run around and explore? No, I yeah they did that. They put a thirty eighty inside of the world of Fortnite. They did Nvidia Playroom. <laughs> Here's GPU yeah. Jungle. It's the whole thing. Literally, um, yeah. I, I think I think Astro Plus Sackboy Big Adventure is like is is the 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 two winners for the um for the ever forgotten uh <laughs> eight to ten bracket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, Sumo no, Digital feel- have, to, have done a good job. Yeah, good, good. That is good, especially since like they did three and people were like, oh, three wasn't like the other ones. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't I, I f- great. I feel it is worth mentioning. Um, we, are, I think, I'm just noticing we're, we're talking a lot more about PlayStation compared to Xbox, and I think I'm sitting here being like, oh, are we giving it a, a like a fair shake. Like if we give an Xbox a fair shake, and I think part of it's because we have the PS5, both of us, so we could compare. But the other thing is that the PS5 actually has these new games that we can that we can talk about <laughs> yeah like like Sackboy, like spider-man um like astro um, compared to xbox which is kind of just like yeah i mean what you were saying like destiny and ori and tetris effect and um yeah not a bad thing it's just there's something I've, I've noticed as we've been sitting here uh let's yeah i'm like if, i think well I, I just think if 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 microsoft and sony had swapped um uh, like directors I think then we would only see the launch of Minecraft Dungeons now um, with the Xbox, right? I don't think they would have released it six months before their consoles coming out. Um, I don't think Ori would have come out so middlingly in in between Christmas and uh, now. Um, I'm trying to think of any other games that have come out around then. Uh, On Xbox's side? Yeah. God, I mean, it was meant to be Halo and... Cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, Halo was pushed back. Like, that's just, like, an unfortunate circumstance. Um, yeah. They've got other stuff in the works. Like, they've got, like, Elden Ring. Like, I think we're going to see that pretty soon, considering Phil Spencer's apparently played that game. I don't think that's meant to be Xbox exclusive, though. No, but I think... I think Xbox have to push on that game. Um, like, yeah. they, they would be marketing it. Um, like they are with Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
uh, like we would we would see a Forza game now, or we would see uh, like a, a big sea of these up like you know it, like xbox are literally playing just a completely different game of like you know we can just put out the box and the box will be here for when you want it um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they don't need to push their products towards the box um because they know everybody else already has the older one that still plays them all um so i think that's a i, I, I think i think we're, we're not being unfair by not talking about them as much because there's, there's just less to talk about um and they know that and i think they are happy with that like they're they're content yeah. in their position to sell you the subscription as opposed to the new model yeah xbox is going to be really interesting like it's one that i just like don't understand in like my head like i just can't wrap my head around it i mean it they're confident enough that they bought um Bethesda. Yeah. That's wild. Um I don't know. I feel like maybe they could have maybe they missed the you know, honestly the the deal was probably too late, but if they had said cool all Bethesda games are going to receive an Xbox Series X patch. Um you know, we're going to put Skyrim with ray tracing. We're going to put Doom Eternal with quick resume. We're going to do mm. Uh, pray with <laughs> on the Xbox. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think they they could have done that, um, but maybe the deal was just like the, the the ink wasn't dry enough for them to get all that stuff ready in time. Yeah. Um, uh, which we'll in that see, case, I guess. I, which in that case, I think it's also important to then realize that they didn't rush through that deal in time for the console release either uh, like they are just comfortable where they are and they have made a very sizable area for themselves in the industry um yeah and yeah like and those, that side that 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 area they're in is just not a direct competition to playstation anymore mm. um which is wild <laughs> honestly it, it really is especially There's since no... they come out so same price point, like same week, yeah. like so directly comparable in so many ways, except for like Two what days they apart, actually are. They they went first um, with the reveal and the price. Um, they could have done it months beforehand, and I don't think it really would have made a difference. Yeah, it's really weird how how f- like faux competitive they were. Um, they were almost like keeping up appearances. It's odd. I don't know. Yeah. And Nintendo are out here just putting expiry dates on their games. So like... You yeah, know, I know. It's so what, what, what a wild time. So something to point out, I think, with the PS5 is... The UI uh, sucks. Yeah. It, it, it does, you know? And it's something I looked at in previews and I was like, oh, no, I think it looks nice. I think it looks snappy. But, you know, I'll, I'll wait to see where I can get into the menus and see how I feel about it. I get yeah. lost. I get yeah. turned around in this thing. Yeah. It's not good, um, no. and that's a pain. And I think it's it's like I'm directly comparing it to the Xbox UI, which has been worked on for seven years now. Um, yeah. This is like, what if we looked at the PS4 UI, learned no lessons, and mm. tried to do it again from like, uh, okay, so you know when someone says close your eyes, and then draw a picture of like Pikachu <laughs> from memory, right? Like. <laughs> What they've done is they've tried to recreate the PS4 UI from memory without a reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and also without the memory of what went so wrong before. 
Yeah, I don't like. Why am I? Why am I spending more time doing things that I've that I can easily do on the PS4? To get to cloud saves, to get to downloads, to get to system settings, to get to trophy information. It's it's mm-hmm. just more steps. Why? Might, why are there no folders? Why are there no folders? It's it's so shit. Yeah, I don't get it. Like it's like they took something that wasn't broken and then fixed it and then made it worse. Yeah, absolutely. And and what it means is is that now let let's remember as well that the PS4 UI was rough when it when it when it started. It was Ooh, bare yeah. bones. It was a little laggy. It was underfeatured. You could worse than the PS3 menu. Exactly. Exactly. And over time, they updated it. They, you know, they added folders and they added ways that you could sort of hide away those sort of packed in things. Like you could never uninstall Playroom, and I didn't have a PlayStation Four camera, so who like that was just sitting there the whole time and Share Factory. Yeah. But they they worked on it and the themes were incredible and it just it just got better. And to and PS5 has it's not like the UI is inherently terrible. For example, the um PlayStation Store is like native on the on the system now. It's not just an it's not just a web page with skin that is so laggy to use and terrible to open. Um like it's seamless and um I think also separating games and media into separate menus at the top yeah, it's a good feature works. as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. But I think what I think what they've done, and I think the the way this confuses me is the PS4 had, you know, you had your bottom row where you had all of your game tiles, your application tiles, and then you had the top row, which was like notifications, friends, uh, trophies, account settings, actual settings, PlayStation Plus. Like it was all of these like five or s- like ten different menus, and then there were menus yeah. inside those menus. And I think what they did is they tried to condense the number of menus you had into fewer options, which has resulted in every option having more options inside of it. It's like everything is more nested and yes. is more obscure. Um, you you have to go into settings and then you have to go into system. And then in system, there's the HDMI and there's the UI and stuff like that. And all of this sounds like what it normally was, but it's everything, every, every little detail is buried or I'm not sure where I'm going to find it in a way that I haven't experienced on a console in years. Yeah. Like the Switch's UI is pretty bare. Like there's not a whole lot there. There's no personality. It is here's your games and your settings along the bottom. Um, the PlayStation 5 UI is like, here's your games with these like really flashy, nice looking graphics and everything else is a pain in the ass to do. Like yeah. there's no is is there a trophies section on the PS5 or is it only inside it, there is game? you have, you you got to find it under profile profile is it profile and then account and then trophies or is it profile trophies I'm not sure but it's I, I, I couldn't find it for like an hour I didn't even know it existed and I've spent so much time on the PS5 and at this point I'm like well I'm just like fucking done with trophies like I'm gonna platinum Astro because that game is so good and then mm-hmm. anything else I do not care about um. Yeah. The only way I went to the fucking Astros trophies is because I went to notifications and I clicked on a trophy notification that I got and then I went to all trophies because I otherwise didn't know how to get to it. If I had stopped collecting trophies and then gone through my notifications, if I had gone to my notifications more times than I had collected trophies, I wouldn't have platinum that game because I would yep. have not known how to even get to it. It <laughs> sucks. Yeah, um, no, it, it, it's, the it's, PlayStation it's... cloud savings are a 
pain in the ass to get to. They're in their own separate sub-menu inside of settings, and you can't even... On the PlayStation 4, you press option on a game, and you click PlayStation Plus set like cloud save options. You can then upload or download whichever one you want, and it's all the information is right there for you. And it's yeah. really good. That's like a legitimately good way to do it, because I, I had to do that for the first time earlier this year. Um when I reinstalled a game that I hadn't played in a while and I wanted my save data. And so I pulled the save data down from the cloud. I was like, wow, that was so much easier than I thought it was going to be. And then on this, I'm like, where the fuck do I do it? Yeah, it's that's the thing. It's, it's dumb. And like the way you're talking about it, like you can have both both of the ways you could find it in the system settings where it is or whatever. And then you could yeah, also you could have, have it in the, in the game menu. Like yeah. have options. It's really, really dumb. Um... I've heard, uh, like, finding out how much space you have on your console is apparently a pain in the ass. I'm not up to that yet because I haven't filled up my thing just yet. But apparently having, like, a like oh, you need 80 gig for this update or whatever, then going into the options to delete that is, like, still not good. Um, everybody's still very unclear about when you're going to be able to save PS5 games onto a, onto a hard drive. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it feels like... I th- honestly, it feels like the, like the, my my main issue with the PlayStation Five is they wanted a reason to have a next gen console, and they wanted everything that comes with the next next gen console for better or for worse. That means yeah. a new design, which I think is, I think the design is fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. I really am quite impartial to it. It looks like a building in a university that I could never afford to go to. <laughs> um, that's perfect. I think. <laughs> I think I think it's far too fucking big. I, I think it I think it is like actually too big and the size of it is too awkward for me to put anywhere. I am I am lucky it fit into my entertainment unit. Mm-hmm. But I had to still move everything around because I, I didn't want it there. I wanted it behind my TV. Um but I couldn't fit it there. Um yeah. I simply couldn't. And so uh, the space for the PS4 is now um the space where the Xbox series is cuz that thing can fit there fine. And the space where the Xbox was going to go to is now is now being invaded by the PlayStation Five. Um, <laughs> it's been fully occupied, li- literally like squatted. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's far too big, and it looks whack. And the UI looks different and weird and not good, and it's not functional. Um, and mm. I think all of this stuff comes from Sony being like, hey, we want a next-gen console. We want everybody to buy our console and we're going to make it, we're going to we're gonna make everybody think that Miles is only going to be on PS5, but really it's on PS4. And we're going to make everybody think that Horizon Zero Dawn, sorry, Horizon Forbidden Wild is only on PS5, but it's actually also on PS4 because we realize how many people still have PS4s. They're doing all these things to make everybody think that the PS5 is going to be the only way to do all these things. I don't know what magic tricks they had to pull to get fucking the backwards compatibility compatibility in there, but I guarantee you that was not a part of the initial game plan, <laughs> um, which is why it's so weird, which is why all their messaging about 100 games will work, the most popular games will work, a bunch of games won't work, and then eventually they have the list of what games won't work. That stuff must have been so rushed. Um, Absolutely. And I'm sure some of that came from, you know, working through COVID, and that's that's all good and fine. But I don't think they've earned it. Yeah. I don't know if they've earned this next-gen console. I think they've lucked out with a fantastic launch lineup of new games mm-hmm. and a really great controller with all the bells and whistles. I don't know if they've earned this console. 
Um, I I think that the best console of this generation that has just begun so far for my money is the Xbox. Um, I am going to be playing it more, I think, and I have owned every single PlayStation that exists, including Portable and Vita. Um, like I I like I grew up on PlayStation. That was like my thing, and I I I think that I will be I will be firmly in the um, Xbox camp for a little while. Um, I just yeah, I just don't think they earned it. I think um, the PS4. They Ray Bradbury the PS4. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, Ray Bradbury was an Australian uh, ice uh, uh, ice rink skater um, in the okay. in the Olympics that was coming last, and every single person in front of him fell over, and he won. And he won by default. <laughs> he got a, he got a, he got the gold, silver, and bronze medal by default um, because oh he was because he was the last one standing. That's what happens. <laughs> Um, you get the medals if you're the only one there. That's um, amazing. It's it's great. Ray Ray Bradbury is an Australian legend. Um, and PlayStation Five, uh, sorry, PS4 had that because the Xbox fumbled themselves yep. so poorly, and all PlayStation had to do was say nothing. All they had yep. to do was say, "Well, you don't seem to be really interested in this, so we're just not going to do that bad stuff." Um, <laughs> and PlayStation Five came out really like they came out swinging with this thing. They 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 uh, they had this year of trying to get everybody excited for the console, and it worked. And it's here, and I don't know if it's going to live up to what they tried. Um, especially considering like the thing that I mentioned earlier on um, in the episode about how they were talking up this big talk about these um, about uh, these hard drives. Um, these custom built NVMe solid state hard drives that are not as good as the ones in the Xbox, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is, which is wild. Like that is, that is insane to me that they were talking this thing up and then it's not as good Mm. Um, or relatively not as good, you know, like it might be implementation means that it's not as effective. Yes. And, and, you know, that being said, like loading up miles, is is so quick it is so fast loading up astrobot um demon souls again like those those games just load so goddamn quick um and that is uh that is not worth nothing that is an incredibly um uh, impressive feat that they have done um it's definitely a wobbly landing it's not it's not like a triple somersault with a pike you know, land with the feet. Hoop, hey, you know, hands up in the air. It's a bit of, oh my God. <laughs> it's a bit, yeah. hey, yeah. have we landed? Has the ship yes. landed? Make sure you've got the stand on the bottom because otherwise you're going to mm. fall over. Like, <laughs> it's, a, good it's stand. a little rickety. Pardon? It's a good stand. No console. It is a good stand. Comes with every system. First console you, ever. Great. You've got your stand, uh, you've got your, your console horizontal. I've got mine vertical. You mean the other way? I sure do. <laughs> Yeah, I've got mine standing up. Yours is laying down. Yes, yes. Yeah, when I've got my when I've got this hooked up to the projector in the bookshop, bookshop in the on the bookshelf where I put the projector, and then the PS4 now PS5 goes beside it. I will lay it down. Um, I think it looks better laid down. I I think so too. Although I do I do like it. I do like it like this as well. I like it. I like it both ways. I I think it's a really strong design. I think they own it, and it's not out of place in my living room, which I think is. Well, that's a good thing for me. You know, that's a, that's an individual thing. Um, but yeah, it's a little it's a little funky. Um, the other thing, in terms of um, 
uh, just one of the gripes of like growing pains and stuff like that. I have heard people talking about the 1440p experience. Not only is the 1440p mm. not supported, but it doesn't let you uh, use the PS5 in 4K mode and then use it on the 14p, 1440p resolution so it downscales and you get the proper 1440p image at least. Yeah. You're forced to use the low resolution image at 1080p for a 1440p gets- monitor, which means it stretches it out, blurs it out, all the UIs, crap, everything doesn't look... It, it looks actively worse to use a 1440p monitor than it would be to use an older 1080p monitor. Yeah. Which is just a, a farce. And they've spoken about it. They're going to add it in later. I think a lot of the things we've addressed today is stuff they can fix later. And mm. I think they will. Yep. You know, this is the price of being an early adopter of, of new tech is a lot of the time, sometimes you will <laughs> you will get something that isn't refined yet. Like, I, I get that, but I'm I'm kind of over it, right? Like... <laughs> Oh, well, like, especially since you've got the Xbox, right? That just that that did nail the it, landing. It, it just they it, yeah. It's it's just it's the best version of the Xbox. This is the best Xbox they've made. Um, I don't get why every time PlayStation releases another console, the UI gets progressively worse and worse. Like, why do they why do they add things in with less options? Nintendo do it as well. There's still no mm. fucking themes on the Switch. You know, but there's, there's the option no- to have themes on the Switch. Yeah, great. Um, you know, there's there's no web browser or, you know, like audio or video player on the Switch and there's no voice communication. All that stuff's on PlayStation, but like there's no... Uh, is there a media player on the PlayStation 5? I didn't actually look. Media player is in like... Like if you like put in... Like chuck in a USB a- and play files. Oh, that's a big question that I do not know how to answer. I don't know the answer to either. Um they had but to like add the- that after the fact to the PS4, didn't they? They sure did. Now that you said that, yeah, I just remembered mm. that. God. It, it took them over a year to do that. Yep. Um, it was in the PS3 at launch. Yep. PS3, hell of a console that was... Ch- uh, that cost far too much. Um, and was also too big. Uh, yes, okay. No, to be fair, the first PlayStation 3 was fucking huge um, and heavy <laughs> um, and had like 60 gigabytes of internal storage um, or 40 <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, and we still don't have any information about uh, storage expansions for the PlayStation Five yet. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing. This this thing has got so room many un- to unanswered questions. Yeah, yeah, it's got that room to like everything here that is on the system can be utilized after it is patched and improved. But right now, it's a little rough. You can't use the NVMe storage. Uh, uh, external storage only works for PS4 games. Yeah, no, it's it's rough. We've we've gone over it. I think it's an I think it's okay for someone who's bought into the PlayStation system who wants to keep playing the PS4 games. I haven't even loaded up Avengers yet, you know. Like I really want to try a dif- like a bunch of different stuff and see how much better it runs. Like like did you hear that they added DualSense like compatibility with God of War? So that mm, I did hear that. I think that's a really good move for them to go back and add that to older games. Um, it's obviously a lot more work, and it's only going to be for Sony first party. Yeah. Um, and even that Sony Prestige first party. But like, I am I'm glad to hear that they're going back and and adding new features to older games for the new hardware. I think that's exactly. that's good fun. Exactly. Uh, I'm so excited. Like, cause they they did it for Last of Us Two apparently, but they did that. I was like, I don't really care what you've done for Last of Us Two. All I want to do is throw that axe. That's the only thing I want to do right now is throw that Leviathan axe just as many times as possible because that already felt amazing on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but 
yeah, I think that's that's about where the uh, where the situation lies at the end of the day. Um, any any closing thoughts, Jeremy? I'm just trying to think of some myself. I don't have a ping pong ball to test that picture that's going around saying a ping pong ball can float above an Xbox Series X because of its ventilation. Yep. Um, God, that's funny. I, I do very much want to try that though because it looks really funny. Um, There's all of that uh, like, oh, it, it has like the Xbox gets a lot of smoke in it or like, oh, hey. Stop if I, vaping into your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, if you vape into it, then it all comes out the top and then Xbox had to put out a statement saying, I can't believe I have to say this, but stop vaping into your Xbox. Yeah. So funny. Um, um, the uh, the DualSense controller buttons, I, I, I hoped for more. Um, they're a little yeah, bit squishy. Yeah, I know what you mean, right? Like the face buttons? Mm-hmm. And and the yeah. D-pad, it's a little bit like yeah, I I I I like a little more click to my buttons. I agree. I think that I think that's the weakest part of the controller is the feel of the buttons. Like I feel like I could be accidentally pressing the X or circle, like any of the four you know symbols. I could be accidentally pressing any of these and not notice. Um, yeah, like the, I, I like the an feedback. action to my button. Exactly. There's there's much less. Te- when when the when this controller is so tactile, these buttons aren't. Yeah. Yeah, because like the 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 texture on the back of the controller is really good. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think I think it's also like the the buttons are kind of flatter. Um, yes, they're they're not uh, they're not rounded, and so I'm not pressing my round thumb to a round thing. I'm I'm sort of indenting my thumb on the button before I'm pressing it, um, and I don't want that as much. Um, I've, I've got both controllers here. The DualShock Four is slightly the around. click at least on that. They are very clicky on the DualShock, and then this is the DualSense. Yeah, it's very not, muted. Not- it's very dull. Like the 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 reduction in sound quality there is also the reduction in like tactility that I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, interesting, but I think it's a it's a very forgivable nitpick in comparison to the rest of the improvements. Oh yeah, I mean you know it's like like it's buttons on a controller. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the um, I am disappointed in both consoles for not including new startup chimes when I press the on button. <laughs> um, PlayStation makes the same boring beep. Xbox makes the same boring. Da-da-ding. Um, yeah. I. I, I've spent $750 twice on two new consoles. I would like a different beep, please. Um, <laughs> this is not Jeremy, all you got to get the Gears of War one that when you turn it, it goes like... I don't want that. I want like a... Honestly, fuck it. When I hit it, I want to cash register cha-ching to say like, hey, idiot. That's fine. I... I'm absolutely going to trade up to a PlayStation 5 Slim when they arrive. Really? Interesting. It's I'm really happy with big. this one. I can't. I'm not, I, I, I've put it in a permanent spot in my house. I'm not going to move it. Because it's too much of a pain. It's too much of a fucking pain to move. The stand yeah. is is fine, but like it doesn't it doesn't clip to the bottom of the console well enough well enough that I'd carry it around. Not when it's um, on its side, no. When it's on the bottom, yeah. you have to you can screw it in. Yeah, you screw it in. Um, I don't know. Like I I like buying new hardware. I think it's fun, and it's a very dumb and expensive hobby that I have. Um, 
And I think for while it might not be the most exciting option, I think that the I think the Xbox is the winner here in terms of good. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah. Funny. I, yeah. The Xbox Series X has made me play my Xbox more than I ever thought I was going to play my Xbox. Um, and not in terms of like, I've played more of it in this week than I have in the past like year or whatever, but I just mean in terms of like, I legitimately want to go and play Destiny on my Xbox right now. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And that's the thing, like you're in that weird state at the moment. Like I had like a year where I had my PS4 and that was the most powerful thing I had. And then I upgraded mm. my computer, right? And then my yeah. PS4 basically became my, my either exclusive machine or my uh like cheap deal machine like oh i could get this game for 19 dollars on disc and it's still 50 dollars on steam like i could get Mm -hmm. i get that on ps4 um this playstation 5 is so far and away above what my computer can do yeah and the ps4 that it's like oh yeah no this is what i'm going to be playing almost everything on um for a while now until i upgrade my computer basically um and even then, like there's a, it does run really quiet. Um, it did, it yep. did get loud when I was use when I was playing Ghost the other day. But it does run really quiet. Um, the intake is quite impressive. I've been sitting here with it. It's in rest mode, downloading a game at the moment beside me. Um, but it's kind of warm in my room, and I've I've had my hand on the top near the intake this whole time because it's kind of cooling the, the the sweat off my hands. I've been doing that the whole time. Um, but something to note, and I meant to mention this to you, Jeremy, because I know you've got it crammed into that um, alcove in your media center. Put your hand around the back of it next time you're playing Miles. I don't have to. I put my hand around the front of it, and it's very hot. <laughs> oh, it's so hot. So, um, so yeah. hot. And for all the, you know, the liquid metal cooling on the CPU, which is nuts, and the, the massive, like, 40 millimeter deep intake fan on the front, like, they're using it. They're making it work for it. Um, yeah. God, it got hot at the back. Not not alarmingly so, but more so than I thought was going to be um, possible. <laughs> yeah, the, the excuse me. Um, the PlayStation Four at the beginning, I remember it not being too hot. Um, yep. I remember that that console didn't run really hot until like Bloodborne, and then. What was 2015 games like Destiny never really made it run that hot. Witcher, I guess. Witcher made it run hot. Um, Until Dawn, maybe? Batman did. Phantom Pain did. Those, those like, you know, like really impressively looking games for the time. Like, it started to get hotter around that point. Um, yeah. This PlayStation 5 also was Xbox. full of two years of dust. Yes. Um, this PlayStation 5, this Xbox Series X, they are hot from day one. <laughs> yep. Yep, we'll see where it leads. But they've got the cooling to, to run it. I think I think they'll do all right. I, I think they will do okay too. I think I think these ones will be able to run hot longer than consoles have in the past. Um, yep. So, yeah. So, yeah. And last thing, I just love the little sacred symbols, as they call it. The the texture on the inside of the of the PlayStation itself. That's that's a great detail. Like it's it's like it's like a rough for those who don't know, there's like a rough texture on the inside of the white panel of the PS5. And it's uh the the texture is made up of all of the the, the cross circle square triangle symbols. Um, yeah. same as on the back of the dual sense as well. Very impressive. Well, I think that about does it. 
bit of a bit of a longer one than I think we both of us expected. Turns <laughs> mm. out so we both have opinions on the new consoles. Shocking. Um, but it's such an exciting time. I'm so excited to to load up Avengers and see how fast it loads. Um, just on the PS4 version, and then when they come out with the PS5 optimized version later um, in a few months, uh, I'm so excited to start with Demon Souls. It's installed, but I haven't got it yet. Um, I'm going to play the new Call of Duty as well. That'll be a nice way. Apparently, it's got really good uh, trigger feedback in the adaptive, adaptive dual sense kind of fashion. So, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and you can hear all about the rest of our impressions on the next episode of the Minimapcast. Um, that will be in a couple of weeks. Uh, we have other podcasts going on at the moment, like our Game Spoilers podcast, uh, our third one to be coming out soon. The only uh, thing at the moment is just that leading into the Christmas period is very busy for a number of us. Uh, for the site so we may be a little uh tardy on like it might be a week late on this um episode of on the next episode maybe or um you'll forgive us (laughs) exactly or um like the game club might be more difficult to get to in the next month or two but um we will be doing our best for you and uh we'll at least be making sure the mini map cast is uh stable throughout the next couple of years and then by the time we get to next couple of months sorry by the time we get to january it'll probably even out again um, so thank you so much for listening. If you got to all the end of this, uh, really excited to talk about our further continued aged impressions on these new systems. Um, if you want to find out when the next episode goes live, you can follow us on Twitter. That's at minimapau. Um, if you want to follow the two of us on Twitter, that's uh, I'm at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Almost forgot. <laughs> Jeremy, you are at Obi-Wan Jez. Uh, June, who is our third, who is with us almost every other time, is at June S. That's J U N underscore E double S. Um, and you can also support the podcast uh, at patreon.com slash minimapayu. Um, also, a quick shout out to Shook for letting us use uh, the Moog Model D improv for the music for the Minimapcast. It is excellent, as is all of their music. We highly recommend you give them a listen at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, uh, this has been a minimap cast thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time do not vape directly into your Xbox Series X <laughs> don't, 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 don't stop it do not do it don't don't do it <laughs>